So hello and welcome to another episode of Flying High with uh, Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Wyma. Uh, just a quick shout out. So if anybody listening to the show is interested in some help in uh, Elixir, Flutter, or Rust, go ahead and reach out to us. Uh, this is the podcast is sponsored by Plangora, which is my company that we do consulting work in those three technologies. So go ahead and check out our website at www.plangora.com. That's P-L-A-N-G-O-R-A.com. You can get in contact with us. We'll see if we can help you out. Uh, but anyways, back to the show. We have a really wonderful, very friendly guest who I just found out is Canadian. That's why he must be so friendly. Uh, Hugh Strange, who is, uh, sorry, I forgot your position, but uh, you're working over at New Bank. Maybe you can go ahead and introduce yourself to kind of let people know, you know, more about who you are and uh, what you do. Sure. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Hugh Strange. I'm a VP of product here at New Bank. I've been with the company basically since the uh, early days joined in in 2014 when we were just starting out as a uh, fledgling uh, credit card company uh, here in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and have been with the company since then. Um, we now have grown to uh, be a multi-product, uh, multi-geo, uh, basically digital bank, and um, still focusing uh, most of my time on uh, evolving our product experience. And today I spend the bulk of my time on our mobile app. So uh, evolving basically the mobile app uh, as a platform so that it can support all the various products that we have here in Brazil, as well as Mexico and Colombia. Uh, and that's why uh, I have at least a little experience with Flutter uh, as it's uh, the you know primary and soon to become the, the, the only framework that we use here at Nubank uh, evolving our mobile application. Well, soon to be only, yeah. I remember you guys do a lot of uh... You guys have a lot of churn in your technology stack, right? So, uh, and you've been there since nearly the beginning, or actually the beginning. Since yeah, since uh, probably about ten engineers or so in a in a house here in Sao Paulo. So, um, I, I'm not saying I would say churn. I, I would say we, um, and I can I can go as deep into this story as you want, but I would say on the on on the mobile side, we've been in through a few phases, and um, you know, back when we were just a credit card company with a single product. Uh, I think the way that we did mobile development um, was was adequate, but then as we moved more into a multi-product and as we scaled the, the company, it became clear that we needed to do things uh, a little bit a little bit differently. And so we've we've pivoted, I guess, a, a couple times. Um, you know, the technologies that we use and sort of our general approach to mobile development over the years, in order to you know better adapt to the demands of the business. Um, and I think the you know the 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 way that we came to sort of take a deeper look at Flutter was basically we were finding that our kind of our mobile development pipeline was becoming increasingly a, a bottleneck for several reasons. Um, you know, some of it was uh, people, some of it was just finding enough kind of native developers. Some of it was uh, you know the constraints of the of the stores, you know, waiting for things to get reviewed in the sort of the iOS uh, the iOS store, you know, waiting for things to kind of ultimately kind of get rolled out. Uh, and there was also some issues around uh, different teams within Newbank kind of reinventing the wheel uh, and therefore you know not really having a very efficient process for kind of getting things into the app. And so what actually happened, uh, this was kind of back in 2015 and 2016, is one of our teams started testing React Native uh, and actually liked a lot of the properties of being able to develop something once for both platforms, 
um, having a, sort of a technology that was a bit more accessible to non-mobile developers. Uh, and it created a bit of a bit of friction within Newbank because obviously we still had our sort of the way we've been doing mobile traditionally in one part of the business. And then we had this new team that was experimenting with React Native and it it caused us to take a bit of a step back and say, look, we we, we can't have, you know, to your point around churn, you know, we, we can't have sort of different philosophies floating around. And so we we decided to basically reevaluate entirely what we wanted to do and ultimately decided to go with to go with Flutter. Uh, and so that's been the, you know, the, the philosophy since uh, about 2019, obviously, because we have a lot of sort of legacy, uh, you know, legacy code that's sitting out there. Um, we're not, you know, we're not kind of fully done this transition. We, you know, we still have plenty of native code in the app. We still have a bit of, sort of React Native as well. But the idea is to move the entire company on to Flutter and then use that as kind of the, you know, the dominant, you know, the, the primary framework such that we can uh, enjoy, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but enjoy a lot of the, the benefits for both customers and for us as a company that uh, we think that this can provide. I would love to have your developers on to talk about how it is to have native, uh, you know, React Native and Flutter in one app. Just to me, it's just hard to figure out what kind of build system that would be. <laughs> but I, I guess it's possible as you guys do it, right? Yeah, and, and it uh, and it creates a lot of different challenges. I mean, I mean, just another one that uh, we face from the product side is it's not, you know, it's it's not that easy to get very clean metrics because the the app is instrumented in different ways depending on what part of it you're talking about. So it's it's actually one of the ways that we're uh, to some extent selling kind of sort of flutter to parts of the organization. We're saying, look. Um, once we once we can kind of get everybody on the on a, on a common platform, uh, we can we can start to do things like add you know standard instrumentation, uh, you know make sure that our design system is 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 um, sort of is, is incorporated as well. And there, there's a lot of benefits in terms of making uh, different different product teams across the company, giving them the tools basically to 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 do things more efficiently. It comes back to this issue I was mentioning about different teams at Newbank kind of reinventing the wheel. Uh, you know, we would have people instrumenting things in different ways, designing things in different ways. Um, and, you know, for a lot of the screens in our app today, they're not extremely complex. I mean, one of the things we're trying to do with our experience is to make it very simple for users. So you want kind of standard buttons, you want simple, clean screens. And these are things that I think we can systematize and free up our developers and product managers to be doing the more complex things or to be focused on how to experiment to make things better. And so I think there's just a lot of benefits in terms of increased productivity uh, and standardization of the, of the experience and consistency. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting. I think it's, just, it's a good idea to, to let developers kind of go and experiment and see what kind of works out for them. But um, I mean, we always hear about like React Native versus Flutter and people have their sides of the camp, right? Um, like, if you went from native to React Native and then now converting slowly over to Flutter, um, like what is it that really made you guys to say, hey, you know what, this is what we want to do. We want to actually just convert everything over. You know, what what is it that was kind of like really the the biggest thing that could cause this kind of reaction? Yeah. So, and just to be clear, it's it's not that we were kind of fully native and then fully React Native and now you know going to Flutter. It's it's more that. Um, 
we had some, you know, we had a team, um, perhaps a couple of teams that had started to experiment with React Native and sort of liked, they liked the concept um, to some degree, the experience of, of kind of hybrid uh, development. And uh, it, it basically um, prompted this conversation uh, that maybe we should take a step back and think about, should this be the model for for all of NewBank, and if so, what what should we use? And there's a there's a blog post that a couple of our engineers wrote about this, which is basically about the decision process of, you know, we we had we had decided basically we wanted to use one of these frameworks, uh, but we did go through a selection process as to which one to use. Uh, and React Native was one of the options for sure. We were already using it in some places. Flutter was another one, I believe. Kotlin Native was the third, and we ultimately decided kind of in that process to go with Flutter. Um, and there was, you know, we, there was a lot of time spent on that selection process. Um, I, I do think where Flutter tended to win out was just the experience of working with it uh, for the developers. But I also think there was an element of it that was it, was, it was new. And to some extent, it was also just something fresh. There was kind of a React Native camp. There was a Native camp. And so maybe Flutter actually had a bit of a neutral quality to it, uh, such that we could kind of start with something that was uh, to some degree fresh and that the, the whole organization could get behind because it's, you know, something that definitely wasn't obvious to me as a product manager is that people have very, very strong feelings on this subject, especially the mobile developers. And we obviously wanted to respect that. And so, uh, you know, we, we wanted to do, you know, essentially have a process that uh, there, you know, there was some, there was some fairness involved and that people's voices were heard. And that actually was, objective in the sense that you can be objective in this type of thing. So, you know, a ranking, and I think we have some, some charts that sort of show how these technologies compare. Um, and I think the fact that the organization, I would say, you know, there's always some hiccups, but there, you know, the organization is pretty fully behind Flutter and this is two years later, I think is a sort of testament to the fact that I think we ran that process pretty well. So, but this must've been a process where we like kind of were prototyping in different uh, languages and kind of comparing, right. And seeing what people felt like. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, and there was, uh, you know, I mean, we could, I can find the, uh, the, the blog post, but you know, there was, I think seven or eight dimensions, you know, documentation, um, you know, uh, sort of there was, there was, uh, some elements around, like, if there are, you know, if there are changes to the iOS domain or the Android domains or how problematic will that be? There was uh, the community, will the community be ma maintained, which obviously like with kind of Facebook and Google, I think they were pretty equal in that respect. Um, but there were, there were various dimensions that we looked at uh, before, before deciding that ultimately this was, this was the direction that we wanted to go. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of this decisions came from developers, right? Or how much this came outside of developers? I mean, so I think there was the, the, the impetus for this was very much a, I would say, kind of a CTO, CPO, CEO to some degree involved as well, um, push, which was, we need to get faster. Uh, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, we had periods, I would say maybe the sort of the dark days, uh, this is around 2017, 2018, we'd have periods where even just simple flows would potentially take over a month, maybe two months. Uh, and I think we just realized that that just was not. Uh, that was not sustainable. And, you know, the, the, the app to some degree was, you know, the, the product portfolio of Newbank was, was fast outpacing kind of the, the app's ability to, to, to sort of manage these products and to be able to, to, um, you know, to, to render them effectively to, to customers in ways that were, 
understandable uh, and and you know sort of sleek, and and so it kind of became a you know a business imperative that if we don't make it such that we can we can iterate more quickly on the mobile app, that's going to be a major problem. So that I think was kind of the business uh, decision. What to use to solve that problem was very much an engineering decision. So uh, you know how to kind of attack that bottleneck. Uh, what was up the engineer, up to the engineering team. However, I would say like one one part of this, and I think the reason why we liked Flutter was finding something where we could potentially uh, have a have a have a framework that the entire engineering organization found a bit more kind of accessible. And so I, I do think the decision to kind of stay fully native that that decision was kind of a joint engineering decision that was you know we we need to at least try moving away from that. Because the, the benefit is it just gives us so much more flexibility uh, instead of continuing to have a, a bottleneck on mobile specialists. But I think the rest of this discussion, you know, React Native versus Flutter, et cetera, um, primarily engineering led. Um, and I, I think I think now there's, you know, there's there's more teams that are getting or more functions, I should say, that are getting um, involved in these discussions, of course, because I think they're starting to realize the power. Uh, and so now, like we, I think we have kind of designers, for example, asking like, "Oh, what can you know? What can Flutter potentially do on other on other platforms? Can we? Because we're we're seeing the advantage of pairing Flutter with a design system in terms of maintaining consistency across the app. So now, kind of the web guys are saying, "Oh, well, interesting. Like, how can we can we can we use this to standardize or to you know keep consistent um, all of our platforms?" And so I think other functions are getting more interested now. The product managers, of course, love it because it's you know, we're able to iterate much, much more quickly now. Um, so now, now I think everybody knows what's going on. But initially, the decision in terms of what framework to use was very much an engineering-led one. Uh, when you said it, like kind of, uh, I forgot what the term is that you use, but you're basically saying that the velocity was was just not fast enough for the rest of the product at Newbank. Um, at that time, what was it that you guys were using? Were you guys were just was it just a mixture of native and React Native, or like what was it at the time that was actually causing all this, this kind of uh, not going fast enough? Yeah, I mean, at that time, kind of mostly native. I mean, to some extent, the the initial experimentation with React Native was a reaction to this bottleneck. It was, you know, one of our teams saying um, we want to launch a new product. Um, we we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Uh, we want to test things with users and we want to test them with real users. And they, they, they didn't want to have a cycle time of, you know, two months for, you know, every new, every, every new thing they wanted to test. And so they, you know, they started to test with, with React Native and had actually like a very good experience with that. So to some extent, that was the first reaction to, um, to this bottleneck. And then I think the, the fact that we then had these parallel, these parallel tracks going on um, caused us to, want to just take a step back and reevaluate the strategy overall. I'm guessing another problem of native is that like sometimes some platforms would be faster in some features than others, right? That's what I usually hear a lot. Yes, yes. So feature parity is definitely an issue. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, and we like, <laughs> we, we had that in some cases to some rather extensive degrees, like, uh, you know, something on uh, iOS. Uh, I think I think usually Android was a, was ahead on most things. But we might have something on Android, for example, that would be there for six to twelve months, and it's it's a it's such a burden on the rest of the organization. You know, we one of one of Newbank's kind of pillars is having incredible customers, incredible customer service, 
and the customer service team would have to actually remember this. So you'd have someone calling in, they'd have to ask what platform they're on. They're having an issue with this. They'd have to remember that, you know, on iOS, it's this way on Android, it's this way. Uh, it's a, it's an enormous hassle. And these were not, these are not platform specific, you know, things that you'd want. This would literally just be like, we weren't able to develop the feature here because we only had, you know, one iOS developer on that team and he was busy doing this. Uh, so it does, you know, it, it comes back to, again, these, these, these bottlenecks. And I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, some of this may be um, a, a bit of a, a feature of Brazil, like maybe, you know, just not enough mobile specialists here. I'm curious, you know, how we might've reacted if we were just a wash in, in native specialists. Uh, I think the benefits are still there, but the, the people bottleneck was, was very significant and it, and it led to, uh, you know, a lot of suboptimal outcomes for, for customers. I mean, um, I would like to hear more about like what was happening on. Uh, so I think I think this this episode is really great because we can hear more about people who are not in the tech team, right? So kind of like what was happening on like the, the outside of the tech team. I mean, you guys are saying, okay, this is just not going fast enough. We have feature imparity. We have just it's just like it seems just I don't know. Maybe you guys felt that it was a mess. I don't know. Maybe that's too strong of a word, but it was just it's just not sustainable and not a good a good. Uh, situation right so like you know what, what was the the situation like on your guys' side how were you guys feeling and were you guys just trying to be as helpful as you can like trying to also give some feedback or you're just kind of stepping back and just watching what the dev team was doing well i think so i think there's a few things um and, and first of all i don't want to you know i i don't want to overstate anything here you know there was a bottleneck. I would not say like I would not say it's a mess, um, but the, the point is, uh, we we had it. We had a situation where it was very hard to get things into the app quickly, um, and there was a lot of contributing factors there. I think what was difficult for people who are outside of the dev organization to understand is there are there are pieces of this subject that are quite complex. Uh, like I don't think I don't think most of our product work really, including myself, like re really gets the nitty gritty of sort of what needs to happen in the mobile pipeline for something ultimately to kind of get into production. Um, so there's obviously a bit of a hesitancy of, you know, not feeling comfortable in proposing a change that's this, that's this significant uh, because of, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that are going very well. The, the app was very stable. Um, like our crash free rate on Android was basically 100% since 2014. iOS iOS has had its kind of uh, ups and downs, but always been pretty good as well. So, like, you know, there is a there was a flip side to this discussion, which was we weren't evolving the app very quickly, um, but there was a lot of things that were working very well. And let's keep in mind also the company was exploding in growth. So, you know, there's 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 kind of like you know you 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 want more speed. But, you know, everything is a trade-off, right? So if, you know, if, if it was like, yeah, you can get more speed, but for the now 10 million people who are using the app, the bill pay flow is not going to work. All right, well, maybe this, this speed thing is something that I don't want quite as much anymore, right? So there were, there were a lot of things that were working well. But uh, I think what, what we started to realize, and this is why kind of when it went to multi-product, it really became a thing. Like when it was just the credit card and we're still able to kind of, add some, you know, up, you know, we're able to add some new features. We're able to kind of fix, you know, fix some existing things and then things like performance were going very well. I think it didn't seem to be, um, you know, that much of a problem. 
But when it became what we needed to do a lot more things, like we needed to make space for a new program, for a new um, product, we needed to change the structure of the app, we needed to overhaul the design. You know, when the when the backlog, I guess, like got more and more significant. Now the fact that uh, you know we had a very small team uh, that were you know trying to get things done, and you know, there were long lead times on those things. I think that's when it started to be oh oh wow okay. Um, this is this is this is tricky, uh, and so I think the you know the perspective from uh, I'd say the non technical side of the org was was you know we 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 want to make sure that we maintain all these things that are going well, uh, in particular performance, but you know on the on the kind of productivity or efficiency side, we we need to get to to a better place. So were you guys also kind of taking a look to see like, hmm, how does this app feel if it's written in React Native? Or how does this feel if it's written in Flutter? How does this feel if it's written in Native? Like, did you guys also get to kind of play around a little bit to see what it feels like outside of, of just developing uh, in that standpoint? Or, or are you really just kind of just listening to people? And Yeah, well, so we, I mean, there was a time period where we basically had uh, the, basically this one new product that was in that was in React Native that that served essentially as a bit of a pilot for, you know, what a, you know, what a hybrid framework might look like. And, you know, the general perception was um, that it, that it performed pretty well, that, you know, that customers were having a, a good experience and that there weren't, you know, too many drawbacks that we could see. And, you know, we'd been following, uh, you know, other companies that had had, you know, their own experiences, you know, Airbnb was one that we, we'd looked at a decent a number of times that had their own experiences with hybrid and sort of had either, you know, tested it and moved back or had committed in some cases and hadn't. But it's very hard looking at these companies from the outside to really know what's really going on, uh, even if even if you talk to them. And so I think it's one of those things that you really need to, you know, you really need to try out for yourself uh, to, and again, you know, on the, just on the, on the product side is in like, you know, can this work for customers? And, uh, ultimately, you know, ultimately we, we found that, uh, it seemed to be working fine. Okay. Uh, that's, it's good to hear. Like just, just, it's good to hear like the, on, on the other side. Right. So when, when the decision product came down, like Flutter is, you know, you, what you guys think you should be getting into, um, you guys just kind of probably said, "Oh, that, that's great! All right, now can we start working on this now? <laughs> can we can we start getting moving on on a product?" Right? I mean, this must have been the uh, the first kind of of thought. Like, so when you start building up this this app again and start working again with Flutter, um, I guess probably the follow up would be, you know, how was it to bring new people onto uh, this code base? Right? Like, how did you feel when you're kind of managing this product? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been a longer journey than uh than at least i anticipated uh you know we we made the decision i think in late 2019 although i can i can check this blog post and we're you know we're kind of two years into it and we're we're almost done we've probably got like a couple months uh when i say done i mean sort of having sort of the whole company uh and the whole app uh onto onto flutter and the way we ended up approaching this, which I think was, which I think was the right one, in in retrospect, is we kind of divided it into phases that we, you know, affectionately call, you know, crawl, walk, run. And in this crawl phase, there was a lot of investing in, literally, like how do teams work with Flutter, uh, including training people, 
including the Flutter development experience, including getting people comfortable with kind of, you know, the, the basics. And, and that actually took, that took some time that, you know, that actually uh, involved like, I think probably about six months uh, of time to kind of get people, to get people on board. And we, we probably didn't make our first, you know, major, uh, you know, sort of shipping of app real estate until kind of mid of 2020, which was when we effectively kind of redid the homepage um, in, in Flutter and then effectively kind of replicated a very similar experience with some, you know, with some adjustments um, and then kind of put that out there. And then we were just kind of, you know, it, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit terrifying because it was a, it was a major change for uh, a technological change at least. And uh, the number of customers we had at the time was probably about 30 million. So you're shipping this thing to like a very massive number of people. Um, and we couldn't find a ton of people in the world that were, you know, using Flutter at this scale. And so we kind of put it out there and, and um, it, you know, performed perfectly fine. And, you know, the company gradually got more and more kind of comfortable with, um, you know, with making, with making similar changes. And so, you know, I'd say that that was kind of the step into say the walk phase. And then we started to work very closely with other teams and, you know, first focused on new features. So, you know, if you're, if you're putting something new into the app, do that in Flutter, uh, which eventually became kind of a effectively a mandate of the company. Uh, and over time, you know, most teams, and again, the, the training was happening in, in tandem, the, you know, there's like, like most kind of, uh, I guess like adoption curves, you know, there's, there's sort of the evangelists that are now convincing kind of, you know, the, the rest of the company that this, you know, this, this works this is good. And, you know, in tandem, I think more and more of the company was getting on board and feeling more comfortable. I think the underlying kind of investments in, you know, documentation and the development experience, et cetera, were also evolving. And so, you know, it started to gain momentum. And then where we're kind of getting to today is there's, there's all this legacy. And so it's now migrating uh, the rest of the app uh, onto Flutter as well uh, and, and kind of chipping away at, at that such that we eventually can get to um, a fully, a fully flutter experience. Uh, but it's, it's been, you know, it's been a, a long, a long journey and there, you know, it definitely has required investments, you know, at, at sort of multiple levels of the organization, uh, including, you know, everything I was just naming, you know, training, you name it. And I think we're, you know, I think we're at a space now where we have a lot of people in the company who are, you know, very, very sort of familiar with this. Um, and, you know, realizing sort of how, how useful it is and what's, what's been fun, I guess, in the last maybe six months is starting to, to some extent, kind of pair Flutter with other things that we want to systematize. So I mentioned kind of the design system, um, but also, you know, standardized instrumentation, error handling, um, we're, we're even starting to, um, we're even starting to basically uh, provide teams with what we call kind of backend driven content, which is basically like everything in a kind of a package such that you can essentially just like ship a standardized flow um, from the backend without, uh, you know, without needing to kind of uh, sort of reconfigure very much at all. And so I think uh, what I would hope to see is just, you know, there's some sort of massive drops in, in, in sort of cycle time from, and when I say cycle time, I don't mean just like, 
sort of development cycle time, like sort of, I have an idea, I would like to put this in the app cycle time. So like the whole thing. And, uh, you know, ho- hopefully we'd see these very, very significant productivity gains because, you know, all across the company now, like if you're, if you're doing anything that is pretty standard, you should be able to do it with some of these tools. Has uh, Flutter actually opened up some new dimensions for you guys that you guys are saying, okay, when we're using, you know, even native, uh, has there anything that kind of stopped you? Like for, for what for what I can say is like, I know that when I was trying to go native, um, I couldn't build some very customized components because of it. Like there's some very interesting designs that people wanted to give me, but I just, I just couldn't figure out how to heck to build that. Um, what about, you know, is there anything that's really opened up your guys' horizon because of going with Flutter? In terms of functionality, it's a good question. There, there might be some, uh, there might be a couple of examples there, but I can't think of any um, offhand. I, I, I do think that, it, and again, I mean, I, I don't mean to sort of keep harping on, uh, you know, speed and consistency, but, but I do think that I'm looking forward to what our development teams are going to do with all this extra time. Like there, there was just a lot of duplication of effort going on in the past. Uh, and so, uh, in theory, there should be more time for discovery. There should be more time to, um, sort of to, to play around with all the things that, um, that, that, that Flutter can do. But I'm, in terms of specific instances, I'm, I'm not sure I can think of anything in terms of functionality today, but again, you know, our, our app today is, I think, you know, is just starting to skim the surface of starting to do, um, you know, kind of very, uh, quote, let's call them like interesting things, right? Like, like we don't have, a, we have very little animation today. Um, you know, we have kind of, you know, some basic kind of um, visual flourishes. Um, we're just starting to get uh, into uh, playing around with different themes, um, just starting to get into motion. So I think um, what we're providing to customers today is, um, I wouldn't call it basic, but I would say it's, um, it's relatively straightforward. And so I think as we start to move into sort of more interesting, uh, you know, visual patterns and, and such things, uh, I think we'll be in a you know interesting position to leverage more of what Flutter can do. Uh, that's quite interesting because I think it's something that Flutter really flourishes at. You guys don't have much animations. Is that something that just was never thought about? Was just adding more and more features, but not like making it more I don't know attractive or interesting when you're kind of doing certain actions. Yeah, we it's 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 funny. I mean, to to some degree, it does come back a bit to the bottleneck discussion, right? It's like if you if you're very resource constrained, um, and you're you're you know you're you're trying to evaluate between you know additional uh, you know visual polish, for example, and a new feature, uh, you, you'll you'll often go for the latter, much to the you know to the consternation of our of our design team. But uh, some of it might have been just we um, we might have just underinvested there, to be honest. And so, you know, we're playing catch up to some degree, but we've got a lot of good stuff in the works. I can tell you that. Uh, I'm also kind of curious about like, you know, is there anything coming like feedback from designers about, you know, how it's been to, to work with it? Because I mean, to me, it's like, I feel like I can get really picture perfect. Uh, I don't know if like designers had the, any kind of feelings about, you know, switching the technology around, see if they can get more interesting designs. Yeah. So I, there's definitely a bit of that, but I think the overwhelming uh, response from designers is around uh, consistency. I mean, the, the, the ability for us to basically create standardized components, um, it's, it's just like this huge relief. I mean, we, we still have, uh, we have a 
large selection of sort of button sizes and unnecessary number of fonts. I mean, just the sort of the proliferation and, and some, some of this, you know, is not a technological issue. I mean, maybe we just, you know, should have had better governance on the design system side. But uh, I think that the fact that we can, you know, pair this with a design system uh, is is very, very compelling to the designers. And I think they're they're loving the fact that we can move into a more consistent world. What about the, uh, the, the head honcho, the CEO, right? How does he feel about going with Flutter? I mean, he must be pretty happy that you guys are really, that philosophy's picked up, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, for for him, it'll be uh, you know productivity gains for sure, um, consistency as well. Though I, I don't, I don't think any CEO wants an app to look like Frankenstein. Um, and you know, we're 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 interested, of course, in in maintaining a very high level of performance. So, I mean, one thing I'm excited about uh, getting really nice standardized metrics is we can we can you know have very good clean numbers around, you know, loading times, crashes, et cetera. Um, so I would say, you know, if, um, you know, if he gets huge productivity gains, increasing consistency and great performance, I, you know, I mean, what CEO wouldn't want that, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, how was, actually, I'm kind of curious about like, how was this feeling when you guys launched this app that was in, had some pieces in Flutter? Like, was he just also kind of nervous? I mean, at 30 million customers using this app is a very big gamble right you can really make a, a big dent in your business yeah i mean you know we yeah i think we did all the standard uh you know all the standard kind of roll out things you would do for such a thing so we were i mean we instrumented it quite well uh we you know we had a holdout for for a while because like anything with like a credit fintech you need to worry about you know you need to worry about credit impacts uh, and we were just we were just very very careful, but I you know I think after after we made the change on the homepage, I, then I think you know I think everybody got uh, a lot more comfortable. Uh, you know I think that but that was I think at least for me that was the big uh, the big first step because prior to that you know it's you you play around with a screen or with a feature, um, it's it's not really it's it's not a macro change that could really alter things. Um, once we, once we did the homepage, I think then we got a lot more comfortable around the technology. And then we did another kind of major change to the homepage where we also adjusted the visuals as well. And then I think that kind of, okay, so we can make major design changes. We can make a major technology change. Um, we're, you know, we're, 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 we're heading in the right direction. I mean, switching to Flutter too is also quite interesting because it also opens up more avenues for you guys, right? So, I mean, now you have the option to export to new platforms that you didn't have before. Um, is that something that Newbank is also taking a look at? Because I mean, maybe it is useful to be able to interact with your bank with the desktop app or even on the web. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's kind of a uh, something that we're I'd say isn't a backlog at this point, uh, but we're we want to get to. Uh, we know we are, especially with the new products that we have. For example, um, you know investments uh, has a web platform already easy invest the company we acquired um, a little while ago and now called newvest and so there's a there's an investments web platform uh, or website and then we also have a site uh, our web app for you know kind of the credit card product and then we also have you know the various websites marketing websites new bank blog etc um, and naturally I think the the you know the same challenges we faced on the app in terms of um, you know having more of a consistent unified design. Um, the productivity issues I would say for web are are not as much of a concern. 
but there is definitely this uh, an interest, um, you know, from the product team, and you know, could we could we be using uh, Flutter to 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 go to other platforms? But I think right now that the main focus is trying to kind of unify the the app first, and then and then look towards uh, what we could potentially do on on web. Now, besides uh, Flutter, you guys also do some other interesting technology, right? You guys are not like traditional banks in the fact that you guys are not just using Java or something like that. What else kind of technology do you think that's really kind of helped you guys to excel in uh, in your products? Well, it's it's funny, like our I don't know how much you know about like our backend story, but it's a little it's a little different than than mobile because we we basically started with closure, um, and and it it was kind of mandated as the tech for like a while. In, in, in part to kind of avoid some of the issues that we had in kind of the mid years with mobile, which was that, you know, you have one team kind of doing things in a different way and it makes it hard to, to, to onboard. It makes it hard for people to kind of understand what's happening in different teams. And so, you know, closure was kind of the de facto, uh, you know, technology for, for a long time. And then, and then gradually um, for, you know, specific, specific needs of different teams, um, you know, we've kind of added additional languages. I mean, obviously, you know, there's some very obvious ones like Python for machine learning, Scala, and a few others. Uh, and now I think it's a little bit more, there's a little bit more of a of a proliferation. But you know, Clojure was always kind of the um, was always the core language, uh, in in part because there was just this very nice um, uh, symbiosis with you know Datomic, uh, the 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 database we were using, and um, you know them both being kind of the the the, the um, I don't know what you call them, like the children, I guess, of sort of Cognitech and Ruchiki and, and sort of, um, you know, his team. But, uh, you know, in terms of other technologies there, you know, we've, we've, we've started to kind of, you know, diversify, I guess you could call it into some other areas over the years, but it started out as being very, very much, uh, very, very much standardized just to kind of enable the company to grow quickly and enable us to onboard new people. I think Closure is such a odd language. Have you seen it before? <laughs> I mean, keep in mind you're talking to someone from the product side, so like we're quickly getting out of my depth here. I definitely hadn't, but also like I mean, I had you know I didn't have a ton of computer science experience to begin with, but uh, it was it was it was weird back then. Um, I think it's a little less weird now, but in part because like we've we've grown, um, you know. But the but the thing is, it's it's interesting. I I think it, it's a to some degree, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, this was not a factor in the Flutter decision, but maybe helped us get more comfortable to it, which is no one arrived in Newbank, or almost nobody arrived in Newbank, no enclosure, and they, they grokked it, they got it, right? Um, and, you know, you could say the same thing about Flutter, Dart, you know, uh, and so may, maybe it gave us a bit more kind of confidence in, you know, developers' ability to just kind of learn new things very rapidly. But it, yeah, it was, you know, it was kind of a, it was kind of an odd choice. But uh, I think I think you know there's a great if you haven't seen it there's a great YouTube about why we chose Datomic. Um, I think called like the nine superpowers of Datomic. This is from way back in the day, with uh, with our you know with Ed and um, and Lucas, one of our one of our um, principal engineers, where they talk about why we chose Datomic, and it makes I mean it makes a ton of sense why we chose it. Um, the funny thing about sort of that discussion is if you do zoom out though and you're like this will be the primary database for like an enormous bank it's still a bit crazy but it makes a ton of sense uh and you know 
you know, I think closure kind of made a lot of sense given that, given that choice and given some other things that we wanted to do. So if I remember correctly, like, uh, so first of all, I mean, closure is a Lisp-like language. It's basically a form of Lisp, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So there's this parentheses everywhere, which is just, if you look at it, you're just going to, you know, blow your mind. Uh, but everybody who I'd known who ever tried Lisp seems like they just, they just can't get enough of it. They're just Lisp crazy. So it's on my list of some stuff to play with, just haven't had a moment. Um, but kind of going back to Datomic, I mean, Datomic, uh, if I understand correctly, Datomic is like a like an append only or immutable kind of database, something like that. So that, that makes sense for finance to be honest, uh, because it, you don't want to be able to change things, right? If you make a mistake or something, you want to be able to just uh, append to it, right? If you're looking at like a ledger. Yes, yes, exactly. You exactly you want to you want to be able to well you want to be able to change things, but you want to like you want a you want an audit trail, um, and you and you want to basically know, um, you want to know everything, right? Um, and so it's you know that like, I'm trying to remember what all nine super there was a, there was a seven or eight or nine superpowers, but, um, it's, it's a very interesting uh, database for for financial services. Now, do you think that having uh, Flutter and Clojure and Datomic like as, you know, open and not letting everybody know you guys working with this is actually bringing interesting talent to your you guys org? That I mean, people are just saying, I want to work with Flutter, I want to work with Clojure, etc. And they come into your organization. You think it's actually a pretty good kind of marketing tool? Um, it's that's a good question. So I think, uh, I'm curious if 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 our developers would give you a different answer. Um. So I, I think the choice of like Datomic and, and the fact that it's a uh, um, you know it's an interesting choice and it's and it's a choice that's it's a thoughtful choice right um, maybe acts as like a signaling device that you know this is um, you know this, this is a technology company that happens to be building a bank versus like um, a bank that has um, some good developers and may, maybe especially in the early years maybe that helped um, attract. Uh, developers who are, you know, who are um, sort of interesting in, in working in like a sort of a tech forward or an engineering led organization, however you want to phrase it. Um, you know, I, I think today, given that we're quite large, I think a lot of developers are just drawn to the fact that like you get to work on something of this scale that, you know, that you basically get to. I mean, there's there's some really, really interesting challenges that, um, you know, technical challenges that we have today, like. Uh, and, and, and some of them are sort of, I would call like combination technical business challenges. Like, can you spin up a new version of new bank in a new country, uh, really quickly? Um, that's an interesting business challenge, but it's also like an interesting technical challenge, which is, you know, how much, how much of what we do in new bank can be kind of platformized and globalized such that, you know, uh, you could, you can ship like a, a bank in a box, right? Um, like how, how, you know, the fact that in Latin America, for example, there's, there's, really very very few regional banks like here in brazil the the top brazilian banks here have almost no presence outside of brazil and and, and why is that and you know if, if you think that like the technology stack can be very globalized in theory you should be able to kind of spin up new banks around the world relatively quickly now the truth might be more more in the middle there's there's regulatory differences cultural differences you name it but I think there's a super interesting technological challenge there. So a lot of our teams that are working on these global platforms get to work on this super interesting problem of like, how do you basically, um, you know, support Mexico or support Colombia? So, you know, I, I think, you know, I do think um, 
people might come here for the technologies too, but I also think they come for the interesting business challenges and, and, and hopefully for, for the people, which I think are great. Yeah, so do you guys still have a very kind of open-minded kind of, you know, like, let's let's try new stuff and see see how it goes? Because that seems like that's really much a core of your guys' culture. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like one thing I think is is very interesting about this whole discussion, which is which is around the you know, kind of the benefits of standardization to some degree, right? Is how you do that, but also leave some space for uh, a team to to do things in a in a new way. Um, and I think that we, I think we very much still have this uh, this mindset. In fact, one of our values is like be bold and challenge the status quo. But you know, the status quo could be like the status quo inside of the company, right? And. I, th- I think I think there is a little bit of a, and this is I think up to our engineering managers, our product managers too, is it's like how do you find the balance between like healthy experimentation and kind of chaos and teams doing things in different ways? And I think at times in the past we've been maybe too far in the chaos direction. Um, you know, I I hope that today we we find we find that right balance, right? Um, but you know, I I. I think there should be a high bar for a new product team being like, you know what, we just want to kind of go out there and build our own app in a completely new language, like, you know, to hell with it. Um, I'm not necessarily fully against that, but I think like there should be an extremely high bar for that. Um, uh, on the flip side, you know, I, I don't think we want to you know, completely constrain teams and say like, in order to do this, you can only use these tools. So I, I, I think, I think we need to find a, need to find a balance. Um, but I, I'm I'm liking the the benefits that we're enjoying from from you know increased kind of standardization. I think most of the teams are too. Um, so I guess we'll see how that how that evolves. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any other kind of further questions, right? But I think I just want to know if you can kind of sum up on a. Um, I mean, because how would I say this? There is some people who listen to this podcast who are not developers right but i think a core core amount is um as as somebody who's not a developer yourself right and it's kind of from the outside looking in and uh they're also on the side like you know should i go native or i know i want to hit both platforms you know should i look at react should i look at flutter should i look at cordova or whatever like there's still more technologies coming out all the time uh maybe you can kind of give your reasons about why you think that they should at least really take a good look at Flutter before they they take a look at something else, or maybe uh, you know, because you guys already did some experimentation. So can you give a couple of quick points for people? Yeah. So I I mean, I, I guess one would be uh, at least our developers uh, and some of our I would say like some of our best uh, developers really seem to enjoy the experience of, of Flutter. Um, and I mean, I think that says, that says a lot. And so, uh, there's, you know, there's definitely, uh, at least a few things that kind of this framework has gotten right uh, in terms of just kind of making the experience of working with it good. Um, and I don't, I don't think we would have, we would have, we wouldn't have moved in this direction if, if that were not true. Um, the second one is there seems to be quite a bit of momentum, uh, in terms of, uh, the Flutter community, in terms of large companies such as ourselves using it, um, and so I think, you know, if you agree with the first point, then I think you're and and you're interested in, you know, 
working with other companies that are working with this or just being part of this community. In fact, we just talked to a very young company the other day that was kind of doing something very similar to what we're doing in one of our teams. And I think we'll probably end up striking up an interesting partnership on this, mainly based on the fact that we both use Flutter. So, you know, I, I think there's some momentum there that um, is, uh, is is an interesting thing to be a part of. And and I guess the third thing is I... I you know, I, I I think there's probably going to be some interesting things that come out of just this community that, you know, this might not be kind of, you know, the, the technology of choice for, for, for 10 years, but it might set up, you know, a, sort of the next evolution in this whole discussion around um, sort of ways to create, you know, awesome mobile apps more quickly. And so I think it's a, I just think it's kind of an interesting sort of I guess, sort of segment of the sort of tech, broader technology landscape to be involved in. I think those are some good points. Um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to, to say before we, we sign off? I mean, if you're a developer and you're interested in working with NewBank or interested in working at NewBank, definitely look us up. We're, we're always looking to hire people and product managers too. Oh, that's fantastic. Can't help but put in like a shameful, shameless plug. <laughs> no, for, it's uh, okay. There's actually, the company. there's tons of people looking for, for jobs out there. So if you, you know, if you're hiring, if you're willing to try people out. Yeah. Um, I think Flutter's definitely bringing a lot of interesting. Newbank.com.br. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting talent out there that, you know, people are all getting into programming recently because of the pandemic, right? So, uh, and Flutter is a great. Well, and especially, exactly, especially if you like working with Flutter, then please, please join us. We'd love to have you. Yeah, Flutter is really a great piece of technology um, that is pretty easy to grasp to get into, I think, compared to others. Maybe probably easier than uh, than Clojure, I think. Probably a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, again, thanks for your time. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll talk again in the future after you guys, you know, maybe have a little bit, maybe there could be a post-mortem uh, five years later, you guys will maybe say, oh man, maybe we, we're, we're changing again or we're, we're you know, we're, or we're, we're not happy or maybe we're super happy. You know, I don't know. Just curious what will happen in the future. <laughs> yeah, so are we. All right, thanks again.